they broke into the mall for the wildest all-night party of their lives. It's dead meat. But you're never alone in the chopping mall. What's that? Robot blood. shopping costs you an arm and a leg. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. Howdy do, neighbor. Oh, what month is it? What year is it? What year Where is it? Where have I been? I, I, you know what? It's okay. <laughs> uh, it's been a while. Uh, that's what it's been. But yep, it's, it's, uh, it's okay. An unplanned summer hiatus. Uh, yes. I mean, I ended up going on vacation and just, you were doing, th- it just, it's the way it worked out. But, yeah. but we're back. Mm. Ah, and it's hot as fuck down here. <laughs> well, you're there. Of course it is. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, let me so get welcome. A, let me get us what? on the screen. Yeah, get the screen up. Welcome to Movie Sucktastic. Yeah. Uh, the podcast that revels in less than fine cinema. <laughs> Yeah, and, we, uh, we, we don't review good shit here uh, for the most part. Well, we do occasionally, but those are usually the boring episodes. So, Well, we do kind of, I think we do a good job when we do the Oscar nominations, and we do like 10, 8, 10 films, and those are all considered to be great. That's, cause we're, that's because we're fair. We are fair. Even if we don't like it, we'll tend to give it a higher score because we realize that it is a well-made film, even though we uh, didn't like it. Unless it's Boyhood. Unless it's Boyhood. Yeah, I, what, ooh, we gave that Fuck like that a shit. four? I think we gave that a four. I gave that a kick to the nuts. Mm. Yeah. Fuck that movie. Fuck it in its stupid adolescent face. Exactly. What? Exactly. 
So this episode, we are our our long distant episode. We are finally back uh, to review my challenge to Joey, Chopping Mall. Chopping Mall, yes. And I do have a challenge for you. And when we get to that part, it it wasn't a hard, you know, challenge to come up with. But I'll go into it when we get to that okay. part. Okay. All, right. All right. So, so anyway, uh, this one of the things that I that I realized in watching this and doing a little homework on it, not a lot, just a little, because I do things like the budget and things like that. Right. The film's an hour and sixteen minutes, almost an hour and seventeen minutes long. Exactly. We 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 don't have the theatrical version of this. We do. Yeah, and uh, the Blu-ray release of this is only the 77-minute version as well. Right. So there is a 95-minute original theatrical cut that is just gone. Right. So, I mean, and this, and this kind of ties into... Uh, and uh, I had a month to get the fucking checklist together, and I didn't, so I apologize. Oh, the uh, but, 80s films? Well, no, just no, no, things like, you know, just certain like key points to cover on each film so we're not jumping all over the place, which we will anyway, right. but still. Um well, my point was like the first thing I want to start talking about was like the, first I just want to address the title of the film because the only because that comes the, up a lot right the only thing uh, I'll mention is in one of the last episodes and I wrote it down I wrote it down was we were supposed to come up with our uh, top five eighties films I believe so I think oh. we'll, we'll save that for next week because yeah, we both got a little bit sidetracked a on little that. spoiler alert my challenge to you was an eighties film. So okay. well, it'll, it'll still tie in. It'll, it still works. I, I'd have to honestly say, I think the majority, if you went through and just like, uh, and I'm working on it, I'm trying to get the definitive list of all the films we reviewed, uh, but I, I would say that the majority of the films that we review are from the 80s. A lot of them uh, are. The best I, decade I think, ever. Th- yeah, and I think, one, because that was the time period that we grew up, uh, you know, we are children of the 80s. We certainly and, are. And so we kind of grew up with a lot of these films. And two... It was a really shitty decade for film. Oh my god, the, there's and you were actually over my house when this documentary—it's like a ten or twelve part documentary about the '80s, and uh-huh. it's called the '80s, the decade that made us. Because even though, as far as cinema goes, technology, um, pol- politics, cinema—it was kind of the decade. It was the decade that made us. I mean, you had. This the advancement of special effects and science and technology and all this stuff and the '80s really kind of you know was the front runner to push all of that through. Um, yeah. So the '80s, even though it pushed out a lot of shitty cinema, it's a well, lot of cinema I just really it, love. And yeah, I mean, most a lot of people would point to the '70s and say, "Yeah, well, that's exploitation cinema." You've got like the uh, mm. the grind houses doing like the, the like the porn, right? Uh, that was you know that's when porn kind of went mainstream uh, for a while there. That's but, right. Deep. But all that, is, yeah. But all that aside, what really defined the '80s as a shitty year for uh, cinema was uh, the the advent and uh, widespread popularity of cable. Yes. And video rental stores. That's right. Uh, both All were the, just yeah. really coming into their own. I mean, by this time, by Chopping Mall, by the time that came out, video rental stores and cable, maybe three, four, five years where it was really popular. Right. But, but I mean, when it, it's from a production standpoint, and this is why Roger Corman's suddenly making shit left and right again. He never stopped, let's be fair. This is but, true. 
it wasn't a matter of oh we can like lower our budgets it was no we already have low budgets for shitty films but now we can crank them out and be guaranteed like a double tripling of our uh profit on them because right. we're not just selling to theaters anymore or broadcast television we're selling to cable rights we're selling and we're selling the video rights and it was just like it just that's why you see this explosion of and that's and then that's when we first started our direct video films which we don't even review that's true that's true <laughs> because and, and, and because it's way too easy it is way too easy and as far as budget goes this film was only made for eight hundred thousand dollars right which even for 1986 is unheard of it is a roger corman film however yes I mean, but it's unheard of i mean to make a movie for that cheap i um, I mean, come on! Even in '86, eight hundred thousand dollars. Well, the movie it goes looks, a long way. It looks better than eight hundred thousand, but not by a lot. But it does look better. They have, they do have some decent uh, explosions and and some, the crane work is actually pretty good. You know, shit. I, I think you know, I, shit like that. There's a couple of crane shots. We're like, yeah, they're just in the elevator. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I now, mean, hey, it's free production. <laughs> How do you pass it up? I, uh, as with a lot of the films that review, I watched the first half with Holly, hmm. and then she kind of was like, ah, you know, I think I'm done. It's all I'm right, final. Um, but at the beginning, she's like, she, uh, the, one of the first things she says is, uh, "This is not a real mall. <laughs> this can't be a real mall." And so, and so I they looked didn't... it up. It's like, well, yes, it is. And not only is it a real mall, it's also the mall where they shot the mall scenes from Commando. Oh, really? Wow. Yes. Oh, yeah, here, it, here's the scene where they're in the pizzeria, and the the guy behind the counter just is wiping uh, a spatula on his shirt. And then they talk about the fat guy eating all the hey, food. Hey, you're breaking my heart. You're, bre <laughs> you're breaking my heart. Give me course, a hot artery. Yeah, but of course they have to talk about the guy who ordered just like pounds and pounds and pounds of food. And then that scene ends with him just saying, waitress, more butter. <laughs> more I butter. all the ham. Yeah. yeah just... All of it. Because, <laughs> mm. you know, fat people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> more butter. Waitress, more butter. So uh, I'm going to backtrack just for a sec. Um, so you're right. There was a theatrical version that came out, and the original title was Killbots. That's right. And there was the other alternate title title was Robot, I think. Well, the the, the release the theatrical release title was Killbots. Killbots. And when they, when they did a, the initial theatrical release, it uh, tested very very poorly. Well, who and, saw that and, coming? Right. Well, and but their rationale was uh, like people didn't weren't showing up for it and they, they thought, well, maybe they think it's a kids film. Okay. Because because it's got bot in the title. So they changed it to the chopping mall and then cut out like 15 minutes of footage. And then it actually made enough money where they were, they were seriously considering a sequel really? at one point. Yes. Wow. I never got past the considering stage, but they were like, hey, we made, you know, maybe we could, uh, nah. It was actually re-released, I think, to coincide with its DVD premiere in 2004, I think. Uh -huh. um, where did I see that? I think it was in 2004. I'll look it up real quick. It said it made zero dollars when it was re-released, so it might have been like a free screening. Yeah, yeah. it was uh, released August seventeenth, two thousand and four. Um, doesn't say where, but it was through Lionsgate Home Entertainment. I don't know. It was probably at a film festival. Maybe. 
Oh no, it says so, video. It says video release August seventeenth, two thousand four, by Lionsgate. All right, so I don't know why that's even listed with the other theatrical now, releases, but now if if we take a look at the title, I personally think that Killbots is the least of uh, lesser of the two movie titles. Oh yeah, I, I it, it, it is a shitty title. I could I wouldn't go to see a film called Killbots, and even though the term chopping mall is. Um, a slight misnomer since there isn't really any chopping going on. Uh, it, it does. It's a take on shopping mall, which right, fits it's, it's perfectly. a clever. It's a clever turn of phrase. Yes, and it 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 uh, it communicates horror, but also sounds playful. Yeah, no, I think chopping mall is a fantastic title for this movie. I, I it must be why we keep going back to the film. It was one of our bad movie nights. Um, yes, it was. And it was one of, and you know what? I've never seen the the trailer, which I did play before the show started. the The scene I remember us. We were at one of. Uh, it was actually at uh, your old place of business. Yes, the lighthouse. That's right. Well, I don't know if you wanted to mention it, but we were I there. Give f- a fuck. Okay, we we were there for a bad movie day, and right. we invited a few people over, and we showed a few different films, and that was like the main feature. And we're, we ordered food, we're all watching, we're all having a great time, and it's the scene where the girl walks out into the middle of the mall and the robot blows her head off. And it just shows her, and then it just goes, <laughs> like Cronenberg style in scanners. And all of us, at the same time, in unison, just went, whoa! <laughs> it, was, it was one of those collective, oh! Um, but it was great. But well, I, it's in but the trailer, and- it's quick, it but it's in the trailer. I'm like, oh, you don't give something like that away. You, you, you know what? I, you know what I remember more than than the head exploding is I, the one thing that always stuck in my head is when she's running away from the robot and they show like a, the, the the robot shoot lasers at her ass. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, is it real? Is that necessary? Really? Apparently it is. Yeah. And they had the little, she had like the little uh, Playboy bunny on her on the uh, underwear too, so yep. it's almost like they knew in advance they're gonna do that. It wasn't just like a. Uh, Oh, yeah. Afterwards, oh, here's an idea. Just make it, you know. But there were no squibs because I guess you know that would hurt. She was hired to get naked. Yes, well, they, they all were. It's the '80s, pretty much, except for Kelly Maroney. She doesn't get naked at all. No, of course, because she's the star. The closest you get to her is there's a shot of her where she's not. You could tell she's not wearing a bra, and it must be cold in there. That's as <laughs> close as you got with her. Now, Holly, uh, Holly made me promise to to ask you a question mm. uh, about the film. Okay. Um, after the first ten minutes, uh, her question was, and I quote, what is wrong with everybody's face in this movie? <laughs> yeah, everyone has a, like, a thing. Everybody's face is either, like, uh, uh, either um, cartoonish or somehow naturally mangled in a subtle, <laughs> in a subtle way. It's just weird. Like Kelly Maroney, she's very thin. She's just a very thin girl, but her, she has a very full face, almost squarish face. This is only two years after Night of the Comet. That's it. And, she doesn't look very too. She doesn't look too different. But except for the face. Yeah. It's almost like she has the mumps or something. I mean, it's, it's like she, <laughs> she. I mean, she doesn't look like she gained weight. I wouldn't say she got fat or anything. Um, or judging, not that I would even use that as a criticism. Judging but, by her teeth, I think she was a heavy smoker. And maybe that had something to do with it. Ah, well, if you look at pictures on her now, I, I think I think she ha- she has other heavy things being done to her face. Oh, she's had some work done. 
I, I believe so. She was uh, uh, really, um, she was really pushing to get a sequel to Night of the Comet done. I bet. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's mainly for money, but she wants she wants it done now. Everyone, except for the exception of um, what's his face, uh, the the one scientist, Lewis. What's his name? Oh shit! Uh, not John Lewis. I forget his name, but he's you know he was in uh, some Clint Eastwood films and whatnot. The hell was his name? Which which guy? Who are you talking the, the about? The one scientist from Night of the Comet. Uh, the, the the one with Mary Warrenoff. I know you're talking about, but I yeah, have to his look name at that. is his name is something Lewis, and I just can't remember his first name. Anyway, uh-huh. he with the exception of him, everyone is actually still alive. They could make that. They could make a sequel. Oh sure. You know, so yeah. it'd be interesting. He uh, dies. He dies in the film anyway. Oh, you're Doesn't right. He, he does. Uh, you know what? Mary Warrenov does too. Yeah, well, all at the least they, at least they allude. Spo- uh, they, spoiler alert. Well, we already reviewed Night of the Comet. I, but, oh, I mean, for people listening who haven't yeah. seen it, Joey. Oh, Joey. And you know, Mary Warrenov. They they could play that where she survived. They could. They, they could. They I mean, absolutely could. Show her. I mean, yeah. I mean. They, she says that she's killing herself, but you never know. You know, they could always pull something out of their Total. ass. Well, hey, I'd like to see it. Yeah, especially if it's marijuana. It, it, her pulling something out of her ass? Anyway. Anyway. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the, the um, shopping mall opens at a shopping mall. Uh, at a presentation. Well, actually, it opens up with, with uh, like a little RoboCop kind of commercial. Right, for the Killbots. Yeah, there's a, there's a burglar smashing through a, a store, uh, and then a, a robot comes after him. He shoots at him unsuccessfully. Right. Uh, the robot tasers him, and it says, the end. And I was like, oh, good, we're done. That was quick. That was, yeah. what, two minutes? That's <laughs> fucking awesome. That's fantastic. But, but, uh, yeah, so it's a presentation. And and I, I was um, – it's it's basically, okay, uh, let me put it this way. She asked – I point out Mary Warnoff because I'm a huge fan. It's like look for it, wait for it. She goes, oh, it's Mary Morinoff. Yes, that's and it. And that, Paul Bartlett. Yeah, the, the, yeah, she's like, is that their husbands? No, they just work together. They He's were just lead out. Part, you know, part. Well, I mean, it, it, I can understand the confusion because she does appear in a lot of shit with him, so it makes you wonder: Are they a couple? I was like, no. As far as I know, they were just business partners. But they, uh, when they do the presentation, they have all of these people that are there, and I think they allude to the fact that these are all the people that own the storefronts and restaurants and things of that nature. They're business owners. At yeah, they're the trying mall. to sell the stuff. Right now, that right. that's what their setup is but so she asked me says well so uh are they you know so they're in the film says no just for this moment even though they're like third build yeah <laughs> it's yeah, like they you are, know, they're only they here are, now they are third billing it's right. crazy she's like, so she's like but why are they there so here's why they're there because what we're watching is 10 minutes of exposition mm-hmm. <laughs> they're now going to tell us everything we know need to know about the robots so we can be uh shocked later when it all goes wrong and was Paul and Bartlett and Mary Warrenoff filming Eating Raul at the same exact time, and they were able to get both of them for this? For some, it's like, is that tied in somehow? Because I didn't get no, a chance to look it up. No, they they always work together. They've done tons of shit together. They're, no, they're no, like, I know that, but the both Eating Raul and this were done almost around the same time, right? Eating Raul was was Eating Raul was eighty two. Oh, was it? Oh, never mind. I, I thought although, it was like eighty five for some reason. Although they do make a, a I, I believe it's a sly reference to reading Eating Raul. 
Probably. Because the, no, because the one guy says maybe we should get. Uh, Paul says maybe we should maybe we should go to those for our restaurant. You know, get rid of some of the undesirables. And it's like, yeah, people we don't like. <laughs> yeah, people we don't like. That's right. It's like, well, shit, that's eating Raul. Mm-hmm. Um, but so that's why uh, Mary and Paul are there because uh, they had to write all this inane dialogue for them to distract us from the fact that we're listening to like five to ten minutes of exposition. Right, and the thing is, you know, they cut out twenty minutes of the movie. You would think that they maybe they did cut some of that out. Who knows? Maybe, maybe that's maybe that's way longer. Maybe they they actually make an appearance later in the film and it got cut out. That would be a crime. I, I agree. Coming back in to see the destruction. Because <laughs> you know the way the film ends, and we'll get to that. It's just one of those fade to black. It's not even a good fade to black. It's just a fade yeah. to black roll credits. And it's like, right. this is how it ends? You know, you can feel that there's something missing. Well, they've got that spot after the credits, too there is i didn't know there was a spot after the credits hey, all, all it is is they, they, they just show one of the robots come up to the camera and says that you know uh, have a nice have day, a nice day. Oh, yeah okay. uh, uh, that, that's nothing then but no it's not but it's it's no event avengers tagline believe me <laughs> but uh, you you could just feel that there's definitely something missing by the time yeah, the film's credits roll. Oh, I would love if like if they released the the full version and you find out like that like after that it's like the next day at the restaurant like oh we just ordered 10 of these things. <laughs> but it, you know it, it's That's cra- what the sequel should have been. The sequel should have been uh uh the Blands which was their last name in the credits uh running their their restaurant with these ch- ch- uh chopping mall robots. Right. But they, know, they teach them to serve, and then they're killing people, and they gotta, and they gotta cover it up, so they start putting them in the food. Yeah, It'd be, and it could have been, it actually could have been a cross between eating Raul and shopping mall. Yeah, shopping sure. Raul. Shopping Raul. Because eating mall doesn't work. Eating mall, no, no. Shopping no. Raul sounds good. R- right. Um, uh, but no, the twenty minutes that are missing, the fact that this was released on Blu-ray and DVD in the same seventy-seven minute cut leads me to believe that it's either gone forever or there's some sort of copyright issue where they can't get the 95 minute release uh, for so, it just feels like that's just what we're dealing with i i just really don't feel like this is the kind of stuff where they're like hey we should save this stuff because they may want it later <laughs> nah. <laughs> if if they weren't saving like fucking uh <laughs> you got you got classic films where they were like yeah just put that shit to the side no one cares well who cares about shopping mall right there's orson welles footage lost to history you know that's true (laughs) i mean they only found metrop the all the metropolis stuff i was gonna say yeah you know know, how how long was brazil i think it was in brazil yeah it's some billionaire's vault it's like oh shit yeah here's a here's a rough cut of metropolis with like a half an hour of footage yeah and it's now the most complete version ever uh, there's still a lot missing, but it's the most complete ever, ever, ever. More more complete than Chopping Mall will ever more, be, unfortunately. That's, that's probably to the truth. Uh, now, I, now Mary Warrenoff was in Night of the Comet. She was. With Kelly Maroney. She was. And she was also in uh, Terror Vision with, with Garrett Graham. With Garrett Graham, that's right. Yeah, and, I mean, Garrett Graham... Uh, he, um, Beef from uh, oh, well, Phantom of Paradise. Paradise. Uh, just, I, I fucking love him. He's in like every film in the 80s and 90s. Uh, he's just 
he's one of those guys that's in every film. There are so many directions, and since you brought it up, I guess I'll br bring it up briefly. There are so many directions I could have taken your movie challenge. Uh huh. And I'll just mention it now instead of later. We reviewed nearly every direction uh, that that I could have taken us we're, we're on a challenge. Where, yeah. yeah, we're hitting that point where it's like all the crossovers. Like, oh yeah, we did, we did, we did do that. Night of the Comet, <laughs> done. Uh, Terror Vision, done. Uh, the even um, did we, now Phantom of the Paradise one. done. Right now, here's one I'm not sure if we reviewed, but I think we've at least talked about it in the past. Dick Miller makes a cameo in a film. He does. Uh, the Mr. Futterman from Gremlins. For those who aren't in the know, uh, he's he's been in everything. Yeah. Since the good old days. He's still alive uh, too. I love that. I thought he, I thought he died. No, I'm, he's, I'm pretty sure he's still alive. Because uh, Holly asked me if he had died, and I was like, no, yeah, a couple of years ago. But no, I, I, I thank God he's still alive. No. Uh, Shit, the reason you should I look it up because I could swear he's still alive. Maybe just it's just, maybe it's I, just. Oh, yeah. While we were talking, I peeked. Yeah, okay. I've, got, I've got cheat sheets up here. Because um, I don't want him to die. <laughs> now, in in the movie, his character's name is Walter Paisley. Right. Which is the same name of his character in A Bucket of Blood. Oh, is it really? Which is like one of his few starring roles. Wow. Ever. And I, it can't. it's not the same character because... You know, he doesn't survive at the end of Bucket of Blood. Right. Uh, but And he's got a mop with a bucket, so that's kind of funny. Uh, but <laughs> did we review Bucket of Blood? That's why I feel like we've talked about it. We've talked about ever... it a lot. Yeah. We've talked, almost, we've talked about it almost so much. It's like Jim Cotta. It's almost like we, it's almost like we formally reviewed it, even though we never did. Yeah. And, and yeah. even though we've talked about it, we've never really talked about it at length. So... I wasn't. I'm not challenging you to uh, challenging you to a bucket of blood. Oh no! I just I just brought it yeah. up. I just because um, we're talking about all the connections in the films. Yeah, uh, but it's like all of them. Just every single path I went down. I'm I'm like you know what? I could challenge you to eating Raul, but I'm like I don't want to challenge you to eating Raul. It's a comedy. It's a dark comedy. I was like I don't feel like reviewing that. It'd be fun though. It would be uh, kind of fun, but it, I don't know. Now a after that whole. Um, opening sequence with the robots. They cut to an '80s montage, and actually, it's it's montage. not even an '80s montage. It wants to be an '80s montage. Yeah, it actually reminds me of a trauma montage. Mm. Like it, it, that, it actually this, reminds it, me of the scene from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I was thinking more Toxic Avenger. I feel like you could splice that montage in Toxic Avenger. Well, I think uh, you feel you get that feeling because of the poor quality of it oh no that's 100 percent why i feel that way yeah I, I, but I, as far I, I, as the waitress going around like the mall like making yeah. uh like the deliveries to the the patrons that's like right out of fast times at ridgemont high but but the way it was cut and with the, the little weird things happening i kept flashing back to the opening of toxic avenger uh with the body talk body <laughs> talk and there's cutting all these little scenes in like yeah. the gym and and introducing the characters it's like fuck it's 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 really it has that feel to it so it's it's bad 80s montage bad not 80s specifically montage. 80s montage it's bad 80s montage bad 80s montage right uh and now after that, we're introduced to our, our sex-crazed teenagers. That's right. Oh, what state was this mall in, by the way? Do you, do you remember off by any chance? Oh, was this a I'll Canadian mall? Quick. Was this a Canadian mall or a... Um, California. It was California. Okay. It was a California mall, yes. And okay. they, 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 they were only allowed to film at night uh, when the mall was closed, as opposed to uh, Commando, which filmed whenever the fuck they wanted to. Well, this was, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's fucking Commando and it's Schwarzenegger. 
and I'm sure the mall got uh, I'm sure the mall got paid much better than it did for Chopping Mall. Yeah, I, th- I think the owner of the mall was behind the film, but from what I've read, the uh, the, the the night janitor, ironically, uh, did not like them <laughs> and, and kept trying to get them in trouble. Oh, really? Yeah, I, which is probably why they threw the Dick Miller seat in there. <laughs> I, I almost I almost want to say they added that scene. Like later, say, hey, like you know, on that, purpose. You know, fry this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it actually makes it funnier, or funny. I don't know. Uh. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. So Kelly Maroney, Tony Odell. Uh, now I, I say teenagers. I'm assuming they're supposed to be teenagers, even though all the actors are in their mid twenties. Yeah, they're they're all they're all way into their twenties. Specifically, now, the, only- uh, the, the the guy that bites it first. I mean, oh yeah, he he looks like he could be like thirty. <laughs> uh, now, do you remember who, what his name was in the film? Yeah, yeah uh, I actually have it right here. Now, the only one that's that's uh, the uh, out of the the women in the film, his name was Ferdy. No, 30? no, 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 that was the nerdy guy. Uh, his name was Rick Stanton. Rick. Okay, now if you if you look up Rick uh, on IMDb, I'm pretty sure he's doing gay porn now. Really. <laughs> just go ahead, look him up on IMDb. The actor's name is Russell Todd with two D's. I showed Holly, and I had. Oh yeah, I had, there, there, there's that first picture. He's. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So so. Uh, is that the same guy? It's got to be. It doesn't look like him. It doesn't, does it? Not in the least. Oh wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait 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 wait! Hold on. Was it? Is this the mechanic? Is it the mechanic? That's what I'm yeah, asking. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. Hold, hold on. The the guy that bites it first. His name is John Terleski. His his name in the film was Mike, but the guy that oh, you're Mike. talking about, Russell Todd, Russell is Todd is, is the mechanic, uh, with the that that they're going to the party. Um, he's the one that makes it almost near to the end of the movie. All right. Now, now, um, gay porn. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first thing I thought. Maybe that's just me though. He could just be a male model. Now, speaking of gay porn... What? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I mentioned that um, uh, Garrett Graham's in the film. He plays one of the two uh, security uh, technicians. Okay, yeah. Uh, now, um, he's the second one to go. Uh, now, and th- this is where the logic kind of breaks down, because they have these high-tech robots that are supposed to replace uh, Night Watchmen. So... What the, essentially they have these three robots that are there to replace, I'm assuming three Night Watchmen, and in order to run these th- robots that they paid all this money for, they have two technicians demand the machine all night. That's right. Garrett so, Graham is one of them. So they they purchased three robots and only managed to decrease their payroll by one person, <laughs> and I'm guaranteeing you that the t- computer technicians are making more than your average security guard. <laughs> Uh, so what, yes. what the fuck? Uh, now, being the 80s, I believe that that could actually happen. Probably could happen. I mean, I, I could see that 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 form of logic would slips right by in that decade. Not a problem. But what I'm getting at was when Garrett Graham comes in, he's got like his curly hair kind of part of the one side to try to look geeky with big glasses on and a, and a big uh, uh, scientist smock, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and and and. Uh, I had trouble explaining myself to Holly, so hopefully you'll understand. But in that scene, it occurred to me, you know, he should have been doing porn. <laughs> and what I mean is he looks just like, 
80s male porn stars all had that kind of B actor thing to them because they, they they like they they, were, they actually they actually acted because they made films back then. Right. So they all had like a character or personality that they would or, or the big ones, the ones that you know were in all the all the movies. He he should have been like a Mike Horner of that time period. Mike Horner. No, John Horner. John No, you're thinking of John Holmes. Is it Mike Horner? Uh was John now you're making me uh, maybe it's not Mike Horner. I, no, yeah, Mike Horner. I'm right. It is that's, Mike that's, Horner? That's, okay. Yeah, that's, a, that's America. Uh, I, I actually, I think I lean more towards some of the other ones, but the names get muddled, and I'm, I'm not going to start Googling uh, porn actors. Sure, what, like Peter North? Uh, definitely not Peter North. Well, he did He's, both straight and gay comedy. Yeah, uh, but comedy. no. Comedy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> porn. He, Gary Graham is definitely not uh, Peter North material. Uh, no. No, no, no. Uh, actually, if you Google 80 po- 80s porn stars... I think Google just kind of like closes your account. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna find a. Oh, it's showing female. I gotta. You have to specify male porn stars, otherwise you're screwed. Yeah, that's um, true. Uh, and then now I'm on new lists. Uh, if if I come across one, thinking of, I will. I've got a couple things in mind. Well, you thinking of like Randy West or something? No, not Randy West. Who am I thinking of? It's. Uh, oh, I know who you're thinking of. Uh, the blonde, the blonde one with the curly hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Oh, and by the way, if you right now, if you Google any kind of list with with '80s male porn stars, every single face is like, "Yeah, I'm in a goofy horror film." It's, it's, it, t- seriously, that, really, yeah, yeah. It's not Jerry Butler because that's the uh, that's what's his name. Uh, oh, uh, Paul Thomas. Paul Thomas. Okay, that's, that's what I'm thinking of. It, it's just like he's like he's like the non-porn Paul Thomas. Hmm. Of the '80s. Of the '80s. That's right. Yeah. I was gonna now, say TT Boy, but he's '90s. No, and T, no, but no, he even but Garrett Graham even could pass for Paul Thomas is what I'm saying with the hair and his mannerisms. Right. Way, you know, Paul Thomas didn't do goofy as much, I think. Uh, but I, I'm probably <laughs> I, I'm probably really exposing more of my my past viewing history than I really should be admitting. Probably. But but that I just wanted to see if you understand when I say. Garrett Graham, really, every time I see him, I think, yeah, he could do porn. Yeah, and I think his O face at the end would be hilarious. Oh, that was what would kill it. I mean, um, <laughs> oh, I think uh, he was in the the pilot episode of Tales from the Crypt TV series. Oh, really? The one that was on HBO? Yes, he was in the pilot, the, the Man Who Was Death. Remember that one? Yeah, the, yeah. He's the he's the guy that runs Death Row, and when they close Death Row, he's like, well, "I'm going to keep on doing this." Yeah. And that was and who was that? That was um, shit. Who are you thinking of? The director or no, no, the guy who played Death, the 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 executioner. That's a name. Uh, you're going to make me look it up. Yeah, I'm going to have to make you look it up because I'm drawing a blank. Uh, fucking, it's Death. He was Death. Death. 19 uh, when, when did that come out 1991 no that was late 80s was tales from the crypt late 80s i thought it was like really early 90s like 89 89, 89. okay yeah it was really late 80s so that there are we okay with that sure <laughs> uh-huh. uh right now uh the man who was death uh that is um try to, uh william sadler williams i wasn't thinking him for some reason 
Yeah, I, I mean, I had trouble placing the name, but but he's great in that. But anyway, Garrett Graham is in that episode too. He's one of the people he kills, and he's playing it straight, so to speak. Uh, and, and, I mean, like it's a straight episode. It's not like one of the goofy episodes. It, it's like a straight serious one. Right. And and then he he electrocutes Garrett Graham and his uh, uh, lover or something in a hot tub. And then when he does it, Garrett Graham goes right for the crossed eyes. <laughs> it's like he ruins the whole episode. The whole thing's gone because he just couldn't like straight. He's like, act like you're electrocuted. Okay, that's the best now, I got. Now hold on. Now hold on. It, it might not be entirely his fault. He might have given him like ten different ways, and they said we're just going to use this one. Doesn't matter. It's the only goofy face in that entire fucking episode. He ruins it. <laughs> He probably gave him a straight one, and they were like, you know what, it just, I, I like the one oh, where his face goes real what? funny. Let me put it this way. You know the face he makes as Beef when he's killed in uh, oh, yeah. Phantom of the Paradise? Yeah. Goofier than that. <laughs> and that, and that's supposed to be goofy. <laughs> so, that, he ruins that episode completely. That's, that's funny. Yeah. I really enjoyed when Tales of the Crypt was one of uh, HBO's top, top shows, like one of their late night shows. It was um, fun. It uh, was it was definitely a lot of fun, and I was very happy that it lasted as long as it did. You know, what I did recently. Uh, so, I mean, speaking of like TV shows from that time period, I went ahead and I downloaded like the first full season of Amazing Stories. Oh God! And I went and I went back and watched them. Oh God! And I was like, holy shit, these are fucking horrible. These I, are amazingly bad. I remember. Shit. I remember when it was on television, and I would. Was tune that in. hot? It was the hottest shit. It was. It was Steven Spielberg Presents. He directed one or two of them. And, of course, uh -huh. the one that Spielberg directs is the World War II one. Right. Um, I think that was with Matthew Modine. I think he was in it. Uh, but, anyway, um, it was, like, a big deal. It was a Huge. really big deal because it was it was really, like, the beginning of kind of, like, these little mini movies. Well, that's, the that's where they were trying to take it. What They were selling it as, this is, like, big-budget cinema but primetime television version. Right. And it wasn't. It no. had no fucking budget to begin with. But the only budget they had was for, like, the pilot. Right, right. After so that, it was like, I, okay, I, we'll give you nothing. I, I remember, I remember when, I remember when it w I would tune in every single week, and every single week I was fucking disappointed. I just, I wanted to like it, and I did it. Yeah. Now, it, the one, there was only two episodes that I actually remember really liking. And you might know the two that I'm going to bring up. One, you're, gonna, you're probably going to mention one of mine because okay. I only have two. Uh, the one is, I believe, with John Cryer, where he tries to make a girl. And, oh yeah, I remember and, that one. And like, it gets all fucked up throughout the whole episode. Like, there's a like, like, like he makes one and it's not right. Like, it's, half the body yeah. is good looking, and then the other half is all fucked up. Or some it, shit it was like the that. whole monkey's paw story. But exactly. With but that crossed with weird science, yeah. Right. So that one, I really liked that one, and the other one is the Family Dog. Oh, I yeah. The, uh, the animated one, I really liked that. That was a little edgy, you know, like when the dog is pissing on the carpet. It's like, oh my god, the dog's pissing on the carpet, and this is like a family show. They were so mean to that duck. I remember. I I really liked. I should go. And it and, got its own show. It did get its own show. It didn't last, yeah. but. No, um, I mean it's a totally forgotten. Whenever you talk about primetime cartoons, like spinoffs and stuff, that that got a whole sh show based on that one episode. That it was, ep everyone that loved it so much. Episode is what saved Amazing Stories from cancellation sooner than it probably needed to be canceled. Yeah, definitely. 
you know, because that was on the brink of cancellation nearly every single week, and then the family dog hits, and everyone's like, whoa, wait a minute. And it ended up, you know, it never made it past the first season, but it's, like you said, spawned in a, a TV show, and it kept Amazing Stories going for a few more weeks. Or I think it actually went its entire run, and, and it just wasn't renewed. The problem was, technically, it was nothing more than, uh, with, I think, one or two exceptions, the Twilight Zone, but with a different name. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pretty and the much. problem was, at least the Twilight Zone, or Alfred Hitchcock Presents, or, or the countless other series that have done this throughout television history, would always kind of go back and forth between humorous uh, or goofy and straight, and they just kept losing the serious angle. They Absolutely. Uh, it it was think, a big problem. I think w the best episode they ever did was the Gregory Hines episode. <sighs> Wait, uh, was he... A, I mean, it's cliche because that's what he did, but he was a tap dancer in that episode, no, right? No, he was a mentalist in the episode. He was a mentalist, he, okay. Yeah, well, he would touch people's things with his eyes blind, blindfolded, and he, he touches something that belongs to the, a, kill, a serial killer that's been running around through town. Okay. No, I, I do remember that one now. Yeah, and like it, it's it's a dark, brutal episode. There's no goofy at all. Yeah. It's 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 the opposite of like every other. And here's another crossover to get us back to Chopping Mall. Um, one of the worst episodes they ever made was an episode that included Paul Bartel and Mary Warnov. <laughs> they just raided uh, Peck and Paw's gun store. I was like, oh, that's neat. Oh yeah, I Peck and Paw. I don't yeah. know if that was. An yeah, actual was. store in the mall? Oh, oh no, it was a reference to... Or if it was just it, a reference in the film. Because they would have had to have made a sign. Do you think they really have gun stores in the 80s in malls? In, yeah. Yeah, I do. I, I don't know. I, I feel and like... I, and I love... You know what? I think we're just too used to... Uh, to how things are around... Or the, how things are now. It's like you can you can go to a Walmart well, and you can buy a gun, but it's all behind like uh, barbed well, you know wire, not barbed wire, but it's behind like a um, chicken wire, uh, like gated like fence, and right, well, you got to fill out a form and you got to well, wait. For, even beyond that, you, know, crazy you and I, you and I have grown up in New Jersey that, and you were you don't buy guns over a counter, no, or in a grocery. So I, I, you know, I'm sure there are like if you go to the Midwest. Uh, sure, flyover. But, all the flyover states, you can just walk in and out with a yeah, gun. Like, so let's, say, let's say Columbine, for example. I'm pretty sure you could just like walk into the Walmart and actually buy shotguns and shit. Well, that's and, how. You know, just, that's how uh, Michael Moore started that documentary. I know or, that's why I said that's oh, why. Okay. I, yeah, I was kind of pointing to that. Okay. Uh, like that, but that, well, not everybody knows that, that, sir. <sighs> Fine. Not everyone knows how that's that's how the documentary pretty much starts. But, but uh, well, the, if they don't, then the link to Columbine sells it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why. But like when we're watching it, I was like, "This isn't a real mall." So yeah, 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 yeah. It is. Huh. <laughs> and it, it it probably became a mall the the way it looks like. It was it was probably some kind of like a business complex that wasn't doing well. I said, "Fuck it, turn it into a mall." Yeah. Because <laughs> it really has that feel to it. Like it's it, like it's right. it's supposed to be like a big booming business uh, industrial uh, building, and then it's like, ah, that doesn't work. Let's put some sneaker shops in here. <laughs> So now, now the girls are in the um, the ventilation ducts. Oh, uh, were, were that far already? Yeah. Well, the movie's only an hour and sixteen minutes, seventeen That's minutes. Right. It's it's yeah. we're forty one minutes into the movie. Um, and <laughs> it's we too hot. Yeah. 
it's, it's too hot. It's too hot. They need me. He needs me. It's like you could have just walked out to the parking lot. Mm. Dumbass. And, and you know, it's 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 a little you know, horror film, thriller, whatever. So you you got to get him back into the mall somehow. But the fact that they follow her, it's like I'm just gonna keep going this way. Yeah. And uh, I think Tony O'Dell has the best line in the film is Purdy. Which is? Fuck Fuchsia. It's Friday. <laughs> no, fuck the Fuchsia. Fuck the Fuchsia. It's Friday. That's like, that's a meme going up as soon that's, as I get a that's chance. That's not Tony O'Dell, though. Uh, not to- no, Tony no. O'Dell is Purdy. The, the goofy one. Yeah, but Paul Bart... No, I'm not Paul Bartell. Uh, what's his face? Um, his name was something Siegel. He's the one that says, fuck Fuchsia. It's Friday. Tony O'Dell, was... Tony O'Dell is the one that... Uh, oh, he's the main? Tony he's... O'Dell's the lead. Tony yeah. O'Dell's the lead. He's the one that keeps talking about, oh, I can't find the fuchsia. There's... Oh, Tony O'Dell is the uh, the nerd that you have to take off his glasses and toughen him up so he looks like a, yeah. a hunk. Nick Siegel yeah. uh, is his real name, but his name in the film is Greg Williams. I I, I apologize. You know, it's, it's okay. kind of hard to... Uh... It's fine. Uh, he didn't really do much at all, no. Mr. Siegel. He looks, he just, to me, he just looked like your quintessential 80s yuppie. Like, to me, it looked like he went and CEO'd like a big company. And now, that's what he just looks like. He looks like that type a, of person. And he's in a film he reviewed. Another film he reviewed. Really? Which is? Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo. What is he's got? Just like uh, like an uncredited uh, part? or? Uh, I, see, I just had it, and then you, yeah, you start talking, and I go away. Nick, Nick uh, Siegel played- or Tony O'Dell? Nicholas Siegel, he played Derek. Derek. It's probably just one of the kids. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Tony O'Dell uh, was in um, <laughs> the television remake of Zapped in 2014. Yikes. <laughs> Did he play Scott Bayo's character or that type no, of no, character? No, no, he wasn't in it. He was an acting coach for it. Yikes. <laughs> That's way worse. <laughs> Uh, uh, I, I couldn't get in this film, but I'm going to tell you how to act in it. And he also played Jimmy in The Karate Kid Part 2. Oh, and geez. and Part 1. Oh. What was he on? Uh, Cobra Kai or something? He must have been one of the Cobra Kai kids. Jesus. Because he'd only be in Part 2 for the flashbacks. This is true. In the, uh, o- the opening of the film. I don't think we've reviewed anything with him in it because almost everything else he's done is television. Wow. Yeah, I, I, yeah. It looks like Karate Kid Part Two. I think was his last uh, film um, appearance. I was actually looking. Um, I went to that website. Just film the same year, so I oh, mean, okay. shopping mall between the two of them. Pretty much, I mean, again, he probably wasn't in Karate Kid Part Two. The shopping mall, I think, was technically his last appearance. Oh dear God! Uh, I actually went on my one of my favorite, if not my favorite, website, The Numbers, and I looked at 1986. There's some pretty bad movies released in 1986, <laughs> especially in January. Like, now, um, re- like remember? Let's, let's get Harry, the Alan Smithy. <laughs> let's uh, get Harry. Now, remember the question: What's the matter with their faces? What's the matter with their faces? Uh, Carrie, the Carrie Emerson, uh, the actress. Yeah, which one is her? She plays Linda, who is, she- is I believe, the. F- uh, she's the one that couldn't stand being in the duck work and tried to get out. I I believe so. Uh, 
Because, yeah. Uh, Let's see. Uh, yeah. Uh, Here, let me pull up the full cast. Yeah, yeah because, because Susie was with... Um, Susie's... I think Susie had her head exploded. No. Susie, no? Susie is the one that couldn't stand being in the ductwork. Angela Ames is the one that gets her head exploded. Wait. No, maybe not. No, you had it right the first time. Duh. Duh. Uh, anyway. <laughs> yes. Uh, when you... uh, Barbara Crampton, or Susie Lynn, her head explodes. Angela Ames, she uh, she's the one that couldn't stand being in the ductwork. She's actually going to be lit on fire right now. <laughs> anyway, so her face. I, I don't. I Angela I th- Ames. Angela Ames. I thought her face was the most normal. She had the prettiest face. She's the one that's humming. Uh, the, the the boyfriend says that she smells like pepperoni. Right. And she gets up all. You know, annoyed and walks away. He goes, but I like the smell of pepperoni. I, I like the smell of pepperoni. And she's the so, one that takes her top off and is humming a song. So I, Carrie's the one's head explodes. Carrie is the one. No, Susie Lynn is her head explodes. All right. All right. Then Carrie's the one of the ducks. Hold on. It may, I don't know. This is fucking madness. Is this, what is this is madness. We- you know what the problem is? Because you can't look at the pictures on IMDb because because of they're they're, only, they're old now. Well, not it's not that they're old; it's that they've all had so much fucking surgery done that they they, they either look like <laughs> they look younger now than they did when they were in this fucking movie, or they look like a totally different person. Susie Slater, Leslie Todd in the film. She's the one that smelled like pepper. No, Susie Slater is the girl's head that explodes. Fuck, this is difficult. (laughs) (laughs) Barbara Crampton. Barbara Crampton is the one that couldn't stand being in the ductwork. And she's the one that gets lit on fire. Then who's Carrie Emerson? Carrie... Is there a Carrie Emerson in this movie? Yeah. There's Kelly Maroney. Carrie Emerson. She plays, oh, she, I bet she's the mechanic girl. The mechanic girl. Yes, because there's no right. picture associated with her. There's pictures with all the other girls because three of the four girls are blondes. Right. Now, Carrie Emerson, uh, she's the only one that doesn't have a birthday on her IMDb. Well, come on. What is she? Th- she thinks we can't figure it out. She's approximately, what, 25 in this? Sorry, you're like 55 years old. She's actually like 20. She's old. She's older than everybody else by like a year. Oh, really? Almost everybody else is born in 60. She's born in 59. So she's wow. So she's all pushing 60. Look at that. Anyway, uh, so now that we have our 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 chick straight, their faces. Now the only thing I was trying to all I was trying to get to yeah. with all of that is that um, uh, Susie Slater, whose head explodes, whose head explodes. She when we first meet her, uh, her father shows up oh, yeah. while she's making out with a guy, and first thing Holly says is, 
Is that his wife? What the fuck's going on here? This woman, she's not a teen. She's not even close to young. That's right. <laughs> she's like 30. Her, her, and, you know, she, her face does look like she looks older. She looks like she could be a, his trophy wife. Right. And she's the only one of these people on IMDb without a birth date year. So we don't know her birthday at all. Uh, we know the month. It's June 13th. We just don't know what year she's born in. So that's on IMDb. So if you yeah. did a, a, a Google search, would that yield a better result, you think? I, I, maybe. Uh, I, I think she wrote her own mini bio on uh, IMDb because it starts out, Buxom, shapely, and attractive blonde bombshell Susie Slater. Yeah, she wrote that herself. Was born on June 13th in Goodland, Kansas. If you go to the wiki page, uh, most of the names are clickable except hers. Yeah, and, and she really didn't... Uh, she she was working up till uh, ninety four, but she do any Skinamax stuff? She had to have done a lot of Skinamax well, stuff. The, the the only other film that she was in that I've seen, uh, actually, she was in Savage Streets with an uncredited role. Oh really? As, Fa- as Faden's girlfriend. I could see that. Yeah, I, c- I could actually picture her in there. So she actually was in the film we reviewed, and there she's also in in Real Men with uh, Jim Belushi and John Ritter. Really? Yeah, she played Woman in Bed. <laughs> woman in bed that's funny woman so in there's bed. that yeah um so uh much like yes. short circuit much like short circuit what happens is lightning strikes scrambles the robots and they go on a killing spree you pretty much right the body count is uh Not counting dick well counting dick miller and the two uh Tech, techs, uh, tech support people. It's like seven. Uh, no, six, uh, nine. Is it okay? Because because they also kills the three guys and three girls. Yep. So they so also kill the three guys. One, two, three, four, that's, that's six, five, that's six, six plus three. Yep. Seven, eight, nine. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I did that math a little quicker. Well, I was actually looking at their names just to be sure. I was just working off of whatever. <laughs> now there is no chopping, uh, but we've got um, a uh, a. Although in the trailer it does show one of the robots dragging, and and, and I don't know if it's in the film or if it was done just for the trailer. They show one of the robots dragging, uh, or holding a head, and it's like a silhouette against the wall. Mm-hmm. So it shows that. And then it shows, uh, it, it shows an arm still holding on to a shopping bag, and it's just dragging that across the floor. It's holding a, I, a severed arm. I would, I would put good money on money on both of those being filmed specifically for the trailer. Probably just to, yeah. to garner the title. Well, well, especially when they came up with the new title. So shit, let's, we have to. We got to put some. Now. Yep. And I uh, love the way the robots just lift its arms in the air and just goes pinch, 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 pinch. Pinch, 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 pinch. <laughs> it's like uh, it, for, t- for the fact that it, if it actually didn't shoot laser beams and, and, and tranquilizer darts and tra- well laser beams, tranquilizer darts, or um, tasers. Now I don't. I don't really understand how you just can't creep up behind it and just knock its head off. Also, let's clarify: they weren't designed to shoot lasers. What the film does is say, 
okay, that was using a laser to read the tags. So right. now that they're evil, they just use that to shoot the lasers itself, <laughs> which doesn't work in any scientific and, sense. And they change the color for each one because there's three of them. There's a red laser, a green laser, and a blue laser. Because if you didn't separate them that way, you'd get, there'd be so much confusion. <laughs> Robot 1 online. Robot yeah. 2 offline. Robot 2 back online. Yeah. And <laughs> obviously the answer to that would have been to put a number on each one. But since they built five of them and they had different ones for different shots depending on what was happening. They wouldn't, ha they wouldn't have never been able to keep track of it. They never would have been, they never would have been able to. They wouldn't be able to use one robot for all the scenes. That's unless, right. Yeah, it's just, just fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> they, couldn't, they couldn't pull like an aliens where uh, you have one number on one side and another number on another. Right. Right. You know, that's how that fuck, and that's how you come in under fucking budget. By the way, that's yeah. yeah. Say, that's last fucking smart thing James Cameron ever did. Did you? Uh, not to get off topic. Did you hear that he wants to reinvent the Terminator franchise? How I would like him to reinvent my dick. How about that? Hey, it might fuck be him. <laughs> he. Fuck uh, him. I mean, he's making all these Avatar sequels. Or has he even actually started filming any of them yet? They have to have been. I don't yeah, no, think I'm so. Sure I think he did yeah. all that underwater work like almost ten years ago, like eight years ago, seven years ago, whatever it is, something ridiculous. And uh, he he's like one of two people to have dived that far down. I think there's one other person that beat him by just like a few hundred feet, something like that. Anyway, uh, but they just had an interview with him. Because he gets the U.S. rights of the Terminator franchise in a year and a half. Because somebody else has the global rights. Uh. But he's going to get back the U.S. rights in a year and a half. Because I guess there's an expiration for that kind of stuff. And he says by that time, he wants to reinvent the Terminator series into a new trilogy. And he wants to have... Tim Miller, which is the guy that directed Deadpool, direct at least one or possibly all three films. All right. All I know is I'm just doing a quick search to see if they're actually filming. I believe they're in pre-production. And in July, I've got three different articles about Sigourney Weaver practicing parkour for the Avatar sequels. And um, one head t one title alone just makes me want to weep. Sigourney Weaver discusses James Cameron's four Avatar sequels. Yeah, he wants to do them back to back to back to back. So, four. He's planning four. Yeah, so he wants them to be released every year for four years. Yep. It's only taken him ten years to make the next one. How is he going to do one? Uh, fuck him. I, fuck I, him. I don't understand why he takes... Maybe he's just lazy. Maybe that's what it really comes down to. Because there's no well, reason why you should have ten years in between movies. I mean, between Titanic and Avatar was 12 years. The man has made two movies in 20 fucking years. Right. I, I'm sorry. Do you want to make movies or don't you want to make movies? Uh, the question is, do we want him to make movies? <laughs> well, 20th Century Fox wants him to make movies because whenever he does, they're the number one film company of that whatever fucking year the movie comes out in. Yeah, and but to answer your question, yes, he is lazy. You can tell by the screenplay to Avatar. Well, yes, this is true. Unobtainium. Fuck you. Unobtainium. Oh. Uh, I just listened to that episode because I made a, a video um, slideshow for it 
Nice. Which is, which is now on our uh, YouTube page. Yeah, which, I saw that. I I, uh, I set that up on the playlist. Yeah, which was flagged immediately for a trailer for <laughs> I think two or three trailers. It's like, come on! And then it it finally was released because right. I have a few write ups that I copy and paste when I have to do the appeals and all that. Mm-hmm. And I got a couple of different ones, and one is like if I we get flagged for a trailer, one is if we get flagged for showing the movie in the background. So it's like, do you want free advertising or don't you? What the fuck? Yeah, they're, they're all they're they're going through this whole issue. I I just saw didn't it's they just do something recently? I know, but <clears throat> I think they pulled they did something on uh where you can't monetize anything now on YouTube if it's not family for, if if it has if it's adult content. Oh really? Like period. Yeah, I, I think there was something where like a, all these people that had uh, Amazon uh, had YouTube accounts. Uh, I noticed through my my step my younger stepdaughter because she's now she's in. Oh yeah. Where I, you know, like if we were talking about movies in in the late '80s during uh, during the late '80s, early '90s, we would have been in. Oh. Okay. Uh, but now she's she, she so she's got her finger on the pulse is what I'm saying. Oh, I get it. And she was outraged. It's like, oh yeah, because they're and uh, yeah, all these complaints about advertising and stuff. Now now they're just like avoid because some people uh, with the whole Trump thing, uh, some some. Right. Companies found out that they had advertising running on videos that were pretty much like neo-Nazi propaganda. I, yes, that that I did read that. That did spar a lot of these so, um, the different things yes. you're talking about. So, so I think now just to avoid any future lawsuits, they're just pretty much saying no monetization, no advertising uh, to be attached to any kind of video that's not family uh, friendly. So, because we swear a lot, does that not count? I guess we're not family friendly. Probably. So, so they can't monetize our shit. Well, they're still monetizing. Uh, I, a, a bunch I, of our videos. Considering I'm getting my information secondhand from a 17-year-old, take it as you will. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if it's, it's valid. I mean, I don't care if they monetize it because... No, we don't give a shit. I really don't care if they monetize it because I'd rather the video just exist. Right. It's not like we make any money doing this. No. So. And we haven't been able to monetize the Exotica coverage that we did, like, we did that in like 2009, I think. God, mm-hmm. that's a long time ago. Uh, yeah. So that's like what seven, eight years ago. Oh God. Um, uh, <laughs> you make me tired just think about it. I know. So we did that years ago, um, and there's that one video that's pushing close to a million views at this point, and we haven't made a dime off of it because it's got explicit content, which by explicit means there's a girl walking around in her bra and panties on a stage. Right. So, I mean, if we weren't able to monetize it then with this new thing, nobody can monetize it now. And, yeah. Good. Fuck them. Not even Exotica. Uh, uh, I just want to point out um, how sad it is that not only is Susie Slater the only one who doesn't have her her, her year of birth on IMDb. Uh-huh. If you if you bring her up on IMDb, there are only two photos to her name, and they're both from Chopping Mall. Oh. Yeah. That's not good. <laughs> Yeah, and considering that she was actually in other things, that's not good at all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, now, now, I, I, the the film is only an hour and fifth, sixteen it, minutes long. It's rounded up to an hour and seventeen minutes as the official runtime, but it is an hour right. and sixteen minutes and change. Right. I think it's now, uh, it's an hour and sixteen minutes and twenty eight seconds. Which you know what? If it doesn't go past the thirty second mark, you shouldn't be able to round it up. That's just the way I feel about it. 
Well, that's not how rounding works. But uh, oh no, actually, that is how rounding works. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's exactly how rounding works. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I was at, I'm, anyway. at, I'm at my I'm at my new job, yeah. and we're discussing uh, doing tech support for customers. I told the guy, as long as I don't have to explain basic math to another fucking pet groomer, <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, I don't I think don't you'll care. be having those problems at this job. No. No, I won't have to explain how rounding works to someone who is the company's accountant. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. Uh, a- anyway, uh, backtracking. Anyway. Uh, oh, by the way, I'm not going to say who I'm working for at no, all. Good. That's no, good. No, no, you don't need to know. They don't need to know. I've no. never said who I've worked for either. I just say I work no. for a yeah. You know, establishment. Establishment or a library system. Right. I mean, well, that's even that's like too much. I'm not it, even it, saying it, it, it is kind of too much. Uh, yeah. But I don't badmouth where I work. I love where I work, so I got nothing to yeah. worry about. Yeah, and I'm not going to badmouth the company I worked for previously because I still like them and uh, the people I worked with. Right. Uh, the people I actually worked uh, help, worked um, like assisted. Yeah. Fifty to seventy-five percent of them can go fuck. <laughs> uh, All right. So anyway, um, what was I going to say? Anyway. Oh. In this kind of film, this is your typical slasher film, 80s slasher film, where right. you have somebody hunting down in groups of teenagers. The problem with these films, and uh, again, my, my step younger stepdaughter, 17 years, because uh, the new Friday the 13th video game came out, and everybody's playing it, now she's watching all those films. Is that which officially really... out, like for real, for real? Because I know yeah, it was in X- beta for a long time. It's on Xbox for like 30 bucks. Really? It's that cheap? Yeah. Yeah, I'll probably, I, I would have bought it sooner if I hadn't been unemployed. But now that I have a decent, a good-paying job, and I'll be getting that shit soon. And it's multiplayer too, right? Yeah, you play either Jason or one of the camp counselors. Now, could I play cooperatively with you? Yes. If you get it, I'm probably going to get it. Sure, I, I know. Even I'm though I, I heard it wasn't reviewed really good, but I heard it wasn't horrible either. But it's thirty bucks right now. That might even drop. That might even go, they may it might even go on sale with. You know what I bet? I bet. By come Halloween, it's going to go on. You know what? And I think we have a Friday the 13th in October. Yes. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they do some sort of promo where they're selling it for like 15 or $20 come this Halloween. Yeah, basically, before the end of the year, it's going to go on sale. Yeah, it's going to be we'll, like we'll one of those 5 or $10 games. Anyway, I got sidetracked. The point sorry, is, sorry. this is like, no, no, it's my fault. This is like one. This is just the same setup, and here's the problem with all of those setups. And it's very apparent in the Jason films, and it's especially apparent in Chopping Mall. When you start with a group of eight to ten people, and you start killing them off one by one, eventually you get down to one. Pretty much, yeah. And you it's and just the like way it is. and just like in this film, and just like in other films, usually that involves the the two people, and then one of them is assumed dead, and you don't know if they're dead yet. So we're stuck with one person. And what happens is, for a, a movie that's only an hour and 15 minutes long, the last 15 minutes or so of this film feels like an hour. Which is right happening right now. Because all you were doing is following one person, and the only thing worse than that is when you're following one person who keeps calling the other person's name. Th- that scene actually just happened where she kept screaming Ferdy at the top of her lungs. Right. now, like, but Literally, back, it happened like four or five times. Right. The first, Friday the 13th, Paul? 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 I'm pretty sure it's Paul. Paul? Paul? Fucking nonstop. It's almost as bad as Titanic. Oh, Jack? Yeah. Jack? (laughs) 
Jack! I remember but, that review. I remember that that review when we did that. Because um, it had slipped my mind what Leonardo DiCaprio's name was in the film. And you're like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. You didn't know it was his name after her saying it literally 50 fucking times. Jack! Jack! Etched in your fucking cornea. I'm sorry, cornea. And, and then know, it brought I'm me right back. I'm like, I, I, you know what? Maybe I was just blocking it out. I don't know. <laughs> you fell asleep by that point. Maybe. Come on. Fucking three hours and twenty uh, something minutes. But so, so the problem is we we end up the the last fifteen minutes of this cat and mouse chase between uh, a, yeah. a teenage like, tarantulas uh, and snakes on her right now, and uh, then the next but, shot is rubber spiders. But it's cat and mouse between this girl and a robot with treads. Yeah. And am I not mistaken that the elevator was broken? The elevator. The elevator is broken. The only thing they they could do was get it to open and close. Then how come she's not moving to a different floor because the robot's got treads? I weren't they going up and down the stairs? But are the robots going up and down the stairs? I don't I recall th- that. I thought they were. They don't really show it because I know they couldn't do it, but they alluded I, to them going up and down the stairs. It's, it's implied that they're not as useless as Daleks. But but, but uh, I think I think that the stairs would be too steep and they would never be able to go up and down the stairs. Then again, also, we'd think that replacing th- uh, three security guards with three robots and two people isn't good. We'll, we'll, we have yeah. to ignore the logic. Yeah, okay. exactly. Right. But, but yeah, that whole that whole scene where she's hiding under tables and, and, and running over here and breaking glass uh, with, a, with a stunt double uh, obviously thrown in there. Yes, you've captured I- their stunt doubles. <laughs> no, no Spaceballs references, no, god damn it. No, come on. No, and, I, I, and I, I'm actually I'm annoyed that I got that reference because I haven't watched that film in 20 years. It, it's and it's just etched into your brain. It's I, never going to leave. I, I like all the scenes with Big Helmet. Dark Helmet? <laughs> Dark Helmet. Dark Helmet. I like all those scenes. Everything else just bores the shit out of me with that film. I was never a huge fan. She's gone from suck to blow. Yeah, I, really. <laughs> I, that... that I, it's it's one of those films that was rated PG that probably should have been a PG-13 or possibly close to an R because of the swearing. Uh, like, at the end of the film, they drop an F-bomb. Uh, there's like f- they open up the flap, I guess, to stop it from um, the countdown from it exploding. And they open up the flap, and it says, out of order, and they're like, fuck, nothing works, even in the future. <laughs> I, I feel like Blazing Saddles was more intellectual was <laughs> i know it's although just, i will say robin hood men in tights was on yesterday and it's considered one of his funnier films i'm like this movie's awful i'm never oh that i, I never could i never got and I, that even has what's his name from uh jekyll and hyde together again i like that guy that's right um he yeah. just passed away a couple of years oh, ago oh yeah I, but he didn't really he wasn't in a lot of movies no so when he when he's in something i like i always like try to catch it that one that was like carrie elway's at his low point uh yeah yeah I I think I really yeah I couldn't even I I think Hot Shots Part Two was probably a better film for him yeah part part two I mean part, in general part two just in general in general he wasn't in Hot Shots Part Two was he uh no I don't think he was no, he was in the first one he was in yeah the first one Ryan Stiles was in the uh, second one. Yes, correct. Yeah, but that's neither here nor there. All right, so where are we with this film? Are we done? Are we ready to rate this thing? Uh, 
Why why is paint so flammable? Because it had probably more chemicals that were probably. But did paint really explode like that? I mean. Uh well no, does she pour like not kerosene, but she pours like uh, paint thinner on the ground? It still exploded way too much. Well, paint thinner is very flammable. But explosive. I mean, nothing fl- should I nothing should be exploding, but it should be catching on fire. Uh, but paint. The, the additives and the chemicals uh, in the 80s, yeah. I, I could believe that it's probably bad. I, um, I think my favorite thing about this entire film is that the writer-slash-director, uh, Jim Wynorski... And I'm sorry, as someone that used to paint for a living, you can't open up paint lids that easy. It just doesn't happen. Well, yeah, I mean... She just is like one little twist and the whole lid is off. It's like, not happening. By the way, the Chopping Mall is, uh, again, writer-director uh, Jim Wynorski. This right. is like his second film. Oh, really? Yeah, but he, directed, but he directed some classically bad 80s and 90s films, including Return of the Swamp Thing. Oh, God. I actually, Scream- just, I actually just got a, a very good copy of that recently. 976 Evil 2. 2? Yeah, there was a sequel. Do you know that? How about Ghoulies 4? Ooh, is it the ones where How? they go to college? No. Is 3 the, where they go to college? I think 3 is where they go to college. What the fuck is 4? 4 is... I've never I've never seen 4 before in my life. It's got some... It's got a blonde chick in a da, uh, dominatrix uniform. I think that was straight to video. It had to have been. Well, I actually... I, actually uh, I think you're right. Uh, 3 and 4 were both straight to video. Yeah. Three was three was college. Four was, oof. Wow, the fact that they made more than one Ghoulies film is pretty amazing. Oh, he was behind Bear Wench Project too. Scared topless. <laughs> hey. You know. All right. Now, to be fair, he was behind all of the Bear Wenches. He was behind. All... <laughs> hey, you know what? Um, dude's got to eat. Uh, wow. He's I mean, not... it just. You know, oh, th- I, be- this- I bet somewhere in his house he has like a real theatrically hung movie poster of Chopping Mall. Well, oh, that's the part I love too. In the mo- movie, in the mall, there's all these movie posters in the background. It's that it's that old that that classic '80s thing where, all right, here's all the films this guy worked on. <laughs> what was uh, one so called? Lo- the Lost Empire or something. like Which that? Which was that was his first film he directed. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, um, Galaxy of Terror was one of them. Oh, really? Which I don't think he he, he, uh, he didn't direct it, but he might have worked on it. Uh, I, I don't I don't that was but I think that was a Roger Corman film, right? Galaxy of Terror. Uh, you know what? I'll just say yes. I don't know, the, but it, it, my, I got a fifty-fifty shot. The one movie poster that was killing me is there's a close. I don't know. I when I watched it, I couldn't find. I couldn't see it, and I didn't remember if they showed it anywhere else during the film. But in the side of the movie poster, there's a lion with wings. Oh, God. And I was like, I recognize that shit, and I can't think of what name it is. And it's bugging me now. Hmm. And I don't think it was The Lost Empire. It definitely was not The Lost Empire. Okay. Um, but I, I don't know what it was, and it really it's, ir- it's irritating me. So where does this sit on IMDb? I think we should um, go ahead and rate this thing. Why? Are you done? I'm done. Yeah, I think I have done it. I had to mention movie posters, though, because I, I love what... I, it's like... Uh, I, I just... 
that's like a staple. Like if you're watching a f- film from the eighties or nineties, and it, if you're somewhere and there's movie posters on the walls, like that's it. You're fucking done because you know those are movie posters. Like Ed Wood did that. His shit. That is true. Like, oh, um, which one was the Sinister Urge? Like when they go into the movie producers thing, and he's got all these movies uh, posters on the walls. Like oh, that that shit Ed Wood's been on. Yeah, it's, it's, obviously. <laughs> Yeah, you, uh, you know it's funny. We're we're an hour and fifteen minutes into the uh, the review. This, by the time it's all said and done, we might push ninety minutes. Uh, when I was going to get a movie trailer for the opening of the show, I saw there was a couple of uh, chopping mall reviews, and each one of them one's like seven minutes, one's twelve minutes, and I just <laughs> laughed. <laughs> I'm like we're we're nowhere near. Uh, we're, right. It's just nowhere near. It's just gonna okay. be five times that length. All right, sir. Uh, Chopping Mall is currently 5.6 on IMDb. Yes. Explain that. <sighs> nostalgia? Yeah, I would say it has to be nostalgia. I mean, let's see. Chopping Mall. You know what? I take a point away for not being able to get the theatrical theatrical cut even 31 years later. Yeah. Um, so I, I would probably give this a 4... I might be pushed into a five. I, I, I would say I want to give it one star back for Dick Miller. For Dick Miller? Yeah. <laughs> Should turn Dick you Miller. into scrap metal. <laughs> so a five? Hey, you know, the best part of Dick Miller is not when he gets angry at the robot. It's when he tries to empathize with him. It's like, that's the better part. Where it's, it's like, like a, ah, uh, you scrap it. You know, they should have gotten like rid of you guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm like you. I'm a working guy, you know? It's like, hey, see, he's trying to he's trying to communicate with the robot. He's trying to, you know, trying to get some common groundwork. That's that's the Dick Miller I know. Uh, I knew you guys were going to be nothing but problems. <laughs> I, I still say the sequel should, uh, they, and he has to be alive in the sequel. Like he survived. Oh, yeah. Like, like Mr. Futterman. He, he could. I mean, it could have just knocked him out. And he goes to eat at the Bland's restaurant, and then they electrocute him there, too. <laughs> <laughs> and like the robot's serving him at the, at the table, but he doesn't recognize the robot. Right. Like, hey, come on, why you know why you didn't do it? You, you weren't working, people. Just just bring my goddamn spaghetti. Come on, what's the problem here? <laughs> Should have bought a zenith. <laughs> <laughs> Should have ordered the veal cutlet. That's right. Uh, so we're gonna say five stars. Five is for, five is good. You know, what? I think a little bit. This is a film that I keep going back to. Like I don't just like oh that was a shitty film and I'll never go see it again. I I, I always want to revisit this every now and then. Yeah, this, I've seen this movie. It's, it's, uh, we saw it that, at the Bad Movie Day, but since then I've seen this movie probably three or four times. Not just because it's, Mary Morinoff is at her probably her sexiest in this time period, <laughs> in this time of her life, the mid eighties. This is her at her peak. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. oh yeah. Anyway, five. Five is good. Yeah, um, and I'm just curious about the demographics here on IMDb. Uh, five males under the age of 18. Uh, no, no females under the age of 18 have re- reviewed this film. But uh, huh. the males under 18 have the lowest demographic at 4.8. Highest demographic is um, males and females 18 to 29. Okay. Which makes which makes no sense to me. No. No. That's that's like, no. Surprisingly large no- amount of people gave it a seven, though. Uh, if you're just going by votes, high. votes alone, sure. not even not even demographics. It's just seven, five, six, and seven are the three most, the highest uh, um, vote totals. Yeah, and and one IMDb staffer gave it four stars. 
an IMDb staffer rated this, huh? Yeah, four. Uh, Which, probably they were forced to. But you know what? I, I can't argue with their four. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I, I understand. That makes much more sense to me than the 18, under 18 people that gave it 4.8. Right. Average, average. What constitutes but, uh, someone as IMDb staff? I mean, do you, is there a building and, that yeah. you actually drive to and you have a desk or, I, or a I cubicle? I would assume it's, just anybody, it's probably just anybody that works for IMDb. In any capacity, I imagine. I, I, how, many, how many capacities could there be? I don't know. It's a website. I mean, it, it's not it like... It is a website, but it is a... They don't have a manufacturing arm. Well, it's a website that makes millions of dollars, so... Right, but, but what I'm saying is, like, it's, it's like they have a... You know, they're not... They're not... They don't have a trucking department. You know what I mean? Correct. Everybody that that's works at IMDb probably works either in uh, web development, research, or corporate. Advertising. Yeah. No. Right. No. Nobody's it's probably the biggest at... department is their advertising department. Fucking oh yeah, probably. Scum. <laughs> I have a problem with advertising. No, you know what? Let me tell you something. Um, I don't know how I was watching because I'm I'm home uh, for the next couple of weeks. I uh, I'm watching a uh, the, this TV show that used to be on in the '90s called Great Chefs, and it's an old show. It's almost 30 years old. Mm-hmm. My kids, they come in while I'm watching this thing. I used to watch the show with my mother. They come in, and I'm not trying to sell the show to them. I'm not trying to say the show is good, but they're infatuated with it. They don't <laughs> care what they're making on the screen. If it's something gross, they're more into it. And it's it's like, oh, wild mushrooms with truffle oil and and salmon with uh, uh, with caviar. They're like, oh, gross. But they they really like how the the show is put together. But this is a show that's 30 years old. And every time I go to put an episode on, they try and show me like two to three minutes of of commercials first. I'm like, what the the fuck? I I have to ask you this, though. Why the hell are you watching Great Chefs? Uh, Mainly nostalgia. It's a show I used to watch when I was a kid. Why were you watching Great Chefs as a kid? I watched it with my mother. Did you not hear that part? I did not hear that part. I apologize. You just... Just decided to uh, block that I, part I, out. I, I'm barely listening. Yeah, I you are barely. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> no, and, no. and the only reason I bring it up is because of the amount of advertising they're trying to show me for for a 30 year old show, and the fact that it doesn't it doesn't stop anywhere. They will show you an advertisement before they show you literally a steaming pile of shit if they could. Right. Um, but I I brought it up because of that, and the fact that my kids are. They, every night they're like, "Let's watch that cooking show." I'm like, "Are you sure you want to watch this?" <laughs> it's like, I'm watching this because I'm being nostalgic, and none of these rest, none of these restaurants still exist, and all of these restaurants are pretentious as fuck. Uh, it's like large plate, tiny amount of food with like plating and garnish, and it's like, I would never order this, I would never eat it, and I would never pay. The price that you probably are charging for it. Pretentious as fuck. But my kids seem to love it. And I I don't know. Maybe it's got that kind of weird staying power. Because I watched it with my mother too. Maybe your kids are pretentious as fuck. Uh, Have you met my children? (laughs) They're getting getting that behavior somewhere. And it's definitely not from you. Yeah. uh Anyhow. (laughs) 
Anyhow. Right. Anyhow. Uh, all right. So I guess this is the part of the show where we move into my movie challenge for you. Yes. All right. So, again, all of these different paths, um, you know, that we could have taken. Now, before you do that, yeah. I'm going to tell you right now that if I was challenging you, I have one film that I would have challenged you. Okay. Well, let me but, get to mine, and then I'll hear out yours, and if I like right. yours, I'll take it. No, 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 no. I don't want you to take it. Uh, I, I just want to tell you what I would have challenged you to. You're going to just tell me, or do you want me to hear what I'm going to challenge no, you No, you go first? with yours first, because I, I okay. got to see if... if cause I'm going to double-check to see if it was a direct-to-video release or not, because okay. I think it was. All right. So, so that would... uh, like I was saying before, all of these direct routes, we've reviewed a bunch of them already. Um, even another film that I... I could have or would have challenged you to we already reviewed and that's a film called rotor just because of the robot right the, the tie-in would have been the robot oh we've done that one we've done that and then i was thinking all right maybe i go short circuit because the you know the the treads on it and the fact that it gets zapped and johnny five becomes alive except that he's good instead of evil but it ties in because they're robots and they kind of look similar and I was like, you know what? I don't feel like reviewing Short Circuit either. I don't want to actually... No. I, I actually don't want to review another robot film. Uh-huh. You know? And, and mine, mine would have not have been a robot film. So, yeah. Right. So what I decided to do was go uh, back into the 80s. And it is... Uh, of course. It Of course. And it is an 80s film. And... It is bad, and it does have to do with computers. So it kind of goes a little bit more in the directions of Electric Dreams. Okay. Uh, but uh, how could I give you a hint without giving it away immediately? Hmm. Um, yeah, no matter what I'm going to say, you should get it immediately. So I will just say <laughs> that it has... Uh, Sal, um, what's her face? Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker and Math Matthew Broderick. That alone should just cue you as to what it is. Project X? No. Okay. Um, oh, War Games. War Games. Okay. <laughs> Another film where Hollywood doesn't know jack shit about computers. Where it's like, oh, the, oh that, that phone hack never worked because I tried it. <laughs> the See, one phone hack that he does in the movie, I've I've tried it and it never worked. So sp speaking of Sarah Jessica Parker, we were watching um, uh, last I think last weekend we, we 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 turned on for some reason the first Police Academy. Oh God, uh, that's Kim Cattrall is in that one. Yeah, and I was very surprised at my reaction to Kim Cattrall because it's been so long since I watched it. Yeah. Because we're we're, we're sitting there watching it and Kim Cattrall came on and my immediate reaction was. I fucking hate Kim Cattrall. <laughs> I was like, who said that? Like, oh, wait, it was me. I th yeah. I just e even I, in Big Trouble in Little China, I'm not a not a fan of Kim yeah, Cattrall. I, although she's I, I although I can digest her a little easier in Big Trouble because uh there there's so little of her. There's she's part of the plot, but it doesn't really kind of matter. I I I just cuz Holly was taking it back too. Says, "What do you mean? What's wrong with that?" I said, "You know what?" She's just 120% untalented. Yeah, and I think what really... I think fully. What, I think what really did did her in, at least for me, as far as not liking her, was Sex in the City. Well, yeah, that just underlined it. Yeah. Yeah. 
just, just, just she had nothing to offer except just being like uh, a, a cute '80s girl. I remember when she I was just, on the. Um, she was. And doing, I resent her for that. <laughs> she was doing a, a red carpet thing for. I guess it was one of the season premieres for Sex and the City when it was on HBO, and she had a chemical peel done that <laughs> went bad. Um, I, I, I assume that she had this chemical peel done to keep, try and keep her youthfulness and it ended up having her break out completely. And she looked like she, uh, had the measles, like a really bad rash right across her face. And she had to walk the red carpet like that. This is going to sound very horrible, but good. (laughs) But I'm watching, uh, this red carpet or, I just was flipping through the channels and it just happened to be on and I saw that she had this chemical peel done. I'm like, what are you doing? I mean, at the time when she was doing Sex in the City, she could have been, what, maybe in her late 30s, early 40s? I'm like, you don't need chemical peels. Well, personally, you don't need chemical peels at all, but it's like, stop it now. Anyway. Yeah. yeah I just... So, uh, what would have been your challenge? <sighs> I would have gone with another mall film. I was thinking of going mall, uh, not like Dawn of the Dead, but I was like, there's got to be other mall films that I'm just not remembering. And I was going to look them up, but I felt like that would have been cheating because it didn't come to me as I watched the film. Uh So I didn't bother to do that because I don't like doing that. I don't like, to me, that's kind of cheating. But if there was a film where it'd be like, there's that mall film, I know it. And it's like, oh, I just can't think of it. Then I would have looked it up, but I couldn't think of any. Well, I one specifically jumped into my mind immediately. Which is? And uh, it came out three years after Shopping Mall. All right, so it came out in 89, all right. Yes. Um, and I, I believe it was a, a theatrical release. Okay. I don't really have much to uh, prove that, but... What is it? IMDb doesn't say uh, TV uh, video release, a uh, video premiere. Uh, Phantom of the Mall, Eric's Revenge. I've never even fucking heard of that. It, it, I remember it only because at the time I was reading Fangoria magazine very religiously, and that was covered in that. Uh, this is, I believe, uh, it's the same year or the year after uh, Robert Englund appeared in the Phantom of the opera oh, fan of the opera remake sure yeah uh actually same year yeah they, it, it, this obviously was one of those uh, oh guess what they're doing we got to rush something out got it yeah um, Phantom of the opera came out the same uh, robert england's phantom of the opera came out the same year which i think is a lot better than people give it credit for i do remember i haven't seen it in a long time but i do remember watching it uh you know 20 something years ago and i remembered liking it and honestly it's probably one of the few films you'll ever hear me say would have been better without the time travel op aspect of it. <laughs> Very rarely hear me say that. Yeah. That's one of the exceptions to the rule. Uh, so, yeah, no, I wouldn't I don't want to review a film that film. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to keep I'm going to put that in my back pocket and put pull it in, that on put another it, time. Put it in your back pocket and Yeah. You know, find out if it's a theatrical otherwise we can't review it. Well, it has a, it has a release date of December 1st, 1989. And it doesn't say video premiere. Video premiere. So I'm assuming that, her? <laughs> it, it doesn't say. It, it, well, I said it doesn't no, say. No, no, your audio cut out weird. I was just oh, making fun it, of it. Okay, um, it doesn't. 
It doesn't say video premiere. It just says USA then, December first. Then that means at least the New York or LA theatrical right. run. So then it, it would be fine. Yeah. So that that would have been it. Um, but that that'll come back. Honestly, I don't think I ever even watched it all the way through. It was that good. Yeah. <laughs> so it would have been interesting. Hey. <laughs> oh wow. Wowza. Uh, you know what? Hold on. I just want to go back. One thing we didn't do at Shopping Mall. Yeah. And I'm I'm, I'm not doing per, per Parents Guide because that would take too long. Ah, Although I'm going to peek at it. And uh, over 10 uses of fuck. That's all we need to know. That's all we need to know. I mean, uh, but there, on, there's like two shots of breasts and uh, the, a robot severs. No, it doesn't sever. It uh, cuts uh, one person's neck. You know, it's... Um, so lights, here, here's something funny. Lights a girl funny. on fire. So it, it originally was called Killbots. They changed it to Chopping Mall. Right. Uh, in Belgium, they called it Killbots. Okay. In Italy, Supermarket Horror. <laughs> Portugal, Terror and Park Plaza. Um, oh, no, you're right. What, the working title was Robot. Was Robot. In USA, but the theatrical and it's R.O.B.O.T. So what the fuck did that stand for? But my favorite is that in France and West Germany, it was called shopping. <laughs> so they were trying that one-word title bullshit that we're fucking doing now. But but shopping. Shopping. Not even not even just shopping. It was just shopping. That shopping. just it blows me away. Oh. <laughs> uh, Yes, so yeah, war you games go will to be mall, you'll do shopping. So war, war Games will be an interesting review, and obviously, since it's not really a, technically a bad movie, uh, I, I got a feeling a lot of our uh, focus on it is going to be about uh, the representation of technology Yes, and, <laughs> in the 80s. And, and we'll, uh, we'll celebrate your new job. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, yeah. I've already been there, so I'm kind of celebrating it now. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yay. yay! By watching, by watching more games. Yay! I remember really enjoying that as a kid, but I, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that it's not a good movie. Um, it's. We'll talk about it next week. Yeah, I, 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 I think I'm kind of interested in revisiting it because I feel like I know I enjoyed it when I was a kid, but I haven't seen it since then. I, I kind of get this feeling that I'm gonna re rewatch this and and find it. A bad film. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll dive into that next week, definitely. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's the ticket. I think I already have your challenge. Oh, do you? Okay. I think. Is I it delving away from computers? Because it's. I'm like, not gonna. I'm not. I'm not giving you any okay. hints. Because if you give me another computer challenge, I'm gonna go out of my way to make sure my next challenge <laughs> isn't computers. Because it'll be like four in a row. Yeah, that might be stretching it. Yeah, I think so. Because even though this was robots, one of the main plot points for Chopping Mall was getting to the main server room to, to, I, I think, to crash the computer or turn it off in some way because then the robots would go offline. I, I think our worst streak ever was when we did uh, Break-In, Break-In 2, and then Rappin'. Oh, God, yeah. It was like, just for the love of God, make it stop. Make it stop. <laughs> make it stop. This is not this What did is we do after Rappin'? What, what, what broke that, that streak? I don't know. I'm not doing the research right now. Oh, come on. Now I need to know. Uh, uh, hang on a second. Uh, oh, no, I can't do that. I, I, I'm, uh, uh, exactly, that's what I was thinking. I guess I'll reach you to it. 
Yeah. Listen in, podcast listeners, as we type speedily. Speedily. Frantically. And I have to go into uh, Edge because uh, our website's still having some issues for me, at least on Google Chrome. Oh, really? Yeah, if, if you go to our website and you have issues with it not showing properly, just try a different browser because something's going on. Uh, uh, yeah, it runs fine for me, and it runs fine in every browser that I open it in. So it's, it's be like, some how, kind of update how, or something. how can I test it? Now, there is an update to the, uh, the software that I'm using for the website. So maybe in my downtime right now, I'll do that. I'm gonna say, even though the breaking and breaking two are the same episode, I think the big, I think the, the, as far as 80 Street goes, right. uh, one of them would have to be when we did, uh, after defending your life, which was not an 80s film, we went into Beastmaster, Sheena, Wild Thing, Streets, Savage Streets, Exterminator, Exterminator Two, Breaking, Breaking Two, and Rapping. Oh. And I, I really consider that like a really long streak of very, very similar films. And the only thing that got us out of that is when I did Jury Duty and we had to do Pauly Shore. And that was because you had Jury Duty. As I'm saying, because otherwise the next one would have been The Last Dragon, oh. which would have taken us yeah. taken us one more after rapping. <laughs> That's right. Cause yeah, because even then... I, yeah, because we don't normally get stuck in ruts, but I think that was a big rut for us. Not not in a negative way, just like, oh, no, okay, no, we're doing the same type yeah, of we're film. we're doing the same thing, because you're right. It was Exterminator, Exterminator 2, then it was Breakin', Breakin' 2, then Rappin'. And, and I, I, I think that's one reason I like that we do all the Oscar films now, or have been doing it for a long time, because it does make us break out of our mold. Yes, it does. And, and it for, does for get like us... A, for a couple of months, almost. Yeah, and it does get us away from, like, uh, even when we did... Supergirl and Catwoman, we we broke we broke stride with Attack the Block because we were so such blo- so blown away by that film. That yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I would have to say that that was the darkest period of our of our movie reviewing uh, <laughs> show uh, um, series was when we we got stuck in the eighties for that stretch. Yeah. because oh, you if you even do the dates for that, I mean, Sheena was episode no Beastmaster was one thirty nine. Um, what episode was uh, rapping? It was 139 through um, 147. Jesus. So you're talking about uh, April yeah. 25th through July 24th. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's, that's, that's a long time to wallow in that specific section of the 80s. That is not healthy. <laughs> it's not healthy. At all. Oh. Uh, no. Well, a lot of our films do come from the 80s. It, it is just a fact. Um, but yeah, it's like Exterminator. Exterminator. See, I think you challenged me to Savage Streets and I challenged you to Exterminator... I think that's how that went, and you said, "Well, I got to challenge you to Exterminator too." <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I and then that. I think I challenge you to break in because of the breakdance scene in Exterminator Two, and then you said, "Well, I think we got to do break in too." It's like, whoa, we did that yeah, in the but, same episode, right? And, and then your challenge to me was rapping. Yes. Yikes! And then 
So then I think you challenged me back to back. No, I, I because you came up with rapping. I know I didn't, and then you challenged the jury duty because you had jury duty. Oh well, that because I had broken. I said, "Dude, I'm doing. I'm I'm on jury duty. We have to do jury duty." So right. we kind of broke. We broke stride. Right. So that was my so, second one. Yeah. And then now uh, let's be let's now let's be careful now because we've just done Superman three, which is computers, Electric Dreams, yeah. which is computers, and now we're doing War Games, which is computers. So I think I'm definitely going to have to give you a computer one after this. What did we do before Electric Dreams? Superman 3. Which was computers. Right. As I said, I said I started off with Superman 3. Oh, okay. So this, Sorry. So this was our third computers, uh, 80s computer film. Yikes. And then my challenge to you makes it four. Right. And I'm definitely going to... No. Your challenge makes it three. No, you're right. You know, sorry, your challenge makes it four. Yeah. And I'm definitely going to give you a fifth one. Because I got it now. Oh, no. I got it. And it's got to be 80s computer. 80s computer. It's got to be 80s computer. Could be right, Tron. May, maybe. Or, oh, that's a great idea. We <laughs> we we kind of did Tron at the bad movie day. But we've but never we didn't formally really... reviewed it. We've just talked about how we watched it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that might have to, we might have to do that. And that would be great. Because that way I can make Holly watch Tron because she, she doesn't want to watch and that. I want to do a bad movie day at my house next month. Um, but I think I might just call it a barbecue and then surprise everyone with a film. <laughs> well, they won't come if you tell them you're going to screen our films. They've, they've caught on to that shit. Yeah, so I think I'm just going to invite a bunch of people over for a barbecue, and then as soon as it gets dark, and they're going to they're gonna see the screen is already set up. It's like, oh, yeah, we're, wa we're watching a movie. Stick around, yeah. you know, to watch hide, the movie. Hide their car keys. And Mayor's like, well, it's got to be family-friendly. I'm like, I think no, we can... Well, because there may be people's kids around. I said, listen, I can find a horrible film that's family-friendly. Don't you worry. Those the are the joke. worst ones. Oh, Mac and me. Mac and me. <laughs> watch wouldn't that be hilarious if we showed mac and me and then all of the people that brought their kids want to watch mac and me over and over and over and over again because they saw it at our barbecue <laughs> it's like i'm not even sorry <laughs> that's, what you, that, that's what you get that's what you get uh all right, all right let's go ahead and end this thing i went yes, way longer than i thought i was gonna go yeah yeah look at that you gotta, you, you gotta get off your feet um, I'm elevated. Don't worry. Oh, so, are you? Oh, yeah, baby. I'll have to talk after the show. All right. Nice. All right, everybody. Uh, as always, thank you for joining us. This is episode... And you know what? I didn't mention it at the beginning of the show. This is a milestone episode. This is episode 250. Oh. Is that why that's, Is that why I'm so tired? Maybe. <laughs> uh, uh, episode 250 of Movie Sucktastic. Uh, go to our website at moviesucktastic.com. I know there's some issues. I'm working on it. But for the most part, if you open it up in a new browser, it works just fine. Um, it actually could be a JavaScript or a Flash problem. That's some, I don't know. but It's got it's to be something like that. It, it worked great for like four years. And now all of a sudden yeah. there's a problem. Like, what the fuck? I got to come up with a new website again? Give me no, a break. No, just try, you know... Um, it's a little ridiculous is what the fuck it is. Well, yeah. Anyway, um, not to give you guys tech support, but make sure you're running the latest version of your browser. Uh, yeah, what the fuck? I mean, that's not hard to do. Just go into your About section, and it should update on its own. I climb out from under your fucking rock and there update. You go. Anyway, uh, you can go to iTunes, and you can download the show or listen to it there as well. Uh, on our website, 
you can tune in live with us every Thursday at 8 o'clock, and you can watch the show live with us as we review the film. Uh, you can go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash moviesucktastic, and everything we post there from trailers to when we go live to just general news, it's posted there first. Uh, it's a good place to go if you're a fan, and it's a good place to go if you're hearing this for the first time. Become a fan. Uh, you can go to our Tumblr page at moviesucktastic.tumblr.com. Scott runs that part and does a very good job, I might add. Uh, you can also leave us email if you want to email us. Uh, just, hey, we'll read it if you send us something. It's themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. And if you want to leave us voicemail, which I just renewed for another year, uh, so please call us. It is 908 514 4470. Yeah, make it worth the money, people. Come on. Yeah, because if you're not calling, then why am I spending money? I could put that towards other things that you might actually like. Anyhow. Anyhow. Um, and, uh, oh, get the free Android app uh, for your for your Android phone or tablet. And everything I just said is in that, and it works beautifully, and it, it runs really well. And it's 100% free, so it, there's no reason to not get it. And uh, that's it. Do you have any words of wisdom? Fuck the fuchsia, it's Friday. There you go. There you go. I like it. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Oh, yes. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Have a nice day.